0: Welcome to the Wolverine Digest podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue honest opinions and in-depth coverage of the Maize and Blue, this is the podcast for you. And now,
1: here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler.
0: I just want to start by saying go blue. Are you addicted
1: to sex? The sex addiction? You know, thank God for that Go Blue guy. Just, just rolling through
0: it. I just wanted to just do a bunch. Turning you know?
1: and burning.
0: <clears throat> just wanted to do a bunch right there and uh, and, and see what happens. Wednesday, it's Wednesday, right? Wednesday night? I think so. I think so. All I know is it's day 18. That's That's how I'm keeping
1: track of days now
0: yeah I mean uh, you know we're we're clearly gonna continue to discuss the Jim Harbaugh stuff I don't really know if any new developments have happened on the front I, I think there there was a like a vague mention on Twitter today that the Bears maybe had reached out to Harbaugh and there was some some conversation there but I I think it was kind of overblown I I wasn't following it super closely but the guy who apparently put it out was like this isn't a big deal blah 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 what well, I don't know whatever I I don't even really care what happens with the Bears. Or the dolphins don't really become a thing or a topic unless it's, it's announced that like Harbaugh is definitely going to go back to the NFL. At which point maybe Steven Ross wants to intervene and get involved. I, I don't think that's worth really talking about to me. It's what it's been for the, for this whole time. It's Michigan or the Raiders. And I think, um, I think it still is. I think it still is that I went on, uh, the radio today with Jamie Morris and talked about all that stuff and they asked some really good questions and we discussed a bunch and, You know, man, I mean, at this, at this point, dude, and you can jump in here and tell me I'm wrong if you want to, but at this point it is, it is a given. It is obvious. It is clear. I would almost say it's completely confirmed. It's just a thing. Jim Harbaugh is figuring out if he wants to do anything with the NFL and if it's an option for him and if an opportunity is going to present itself. Is that, is that fair to say at this point?
1: I can't, again, I I, we, I feel like we say it every time we get on. I can't imagine any other scenario being realistic at this point. Like we've talked about, you know, it's it's day 18 since the season was over. You're on day 45 or 46 now. I've lost track since the Big Ten Championship game. And yeah. this thing's been going on for a while. And, you know, I, I don't know that there's, I mean, maybe you guys can answer anybody out there watching. Is there still anybody left in this fan base that truly, truly believes uh, he's not looking around or that he's not having conversations with somebody in the NFL. I just, if there's anybody out there, I'd like him to tap in. Cause I'm interested to hear from you.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, I don't know how anybody can, can objectively say that all of this is just, you know, NFL smoke and no fire, or people are just doing it for clicks or they're just making stuff up or they just want attention. I I don't know how anybody can possibly get to that conclusion at this point when you've got, you know, reports out there from, from Sam Webb, where Jim Harbaugh told the father of a recruit that he was going to entertain NFL jobs. Those are quotes on the record published and written in a story like that's, I I don't really think you need anything more than that, but some people have, some people have seemingly forgot all about that or just have selective memory or don't want to believe it or don't, don't, don't. I don't know. It's it, it's, you know, Michigan, Michigan fans, diehard Michigan fans who bleed blue just can't fathom anybody willfully leaving the University of Michigan. They can't comprehend it. They, they yeah, can't it, understand how somebody could do that. And while Michigan is special to Jim Harbaugh, th- this is his job. And if there's a better job or a, or a different opportunity or a new challenge, that's. That that's what this is to him. I mean, there's no doubt that Michigan's special to him, but it's ultimately it's his job. And so it's 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 it would be irresponsible for him to not do this kind of thing if there's legitimate interest. Well, I think Ryan Gibbard from the Facebook page, hope
1: that's how you pronounce it. I think you know that's how a lot of Michigan fans are gonna look at it as like, so so what does this is mean? Michigan I guess that, that Michigan is plan B. And I don't think that's the case. I, I think, think case Michigan either. could Michigan could still very well be plan A but you still have to do your due diligence and take a look and see what's available for you. And I mean, I I don't think enough has been made and we'll probably talk about this later on the show. I know you and I talked about it on the phone privately, but I don't think enough has been made about just how, big of a decision this is for, Mm -hmm. for Jim Harbaugh, given where he is at in his life currently at 58 years old. If you sign an extension with, you know, with Michigan, you're going to be there for a while. If you go to the NFL, you're going to take your chances there. But, but the idea that this is going to be a, you know, this is a simple decision and that, you know, coming back to Michigan is just a given it's not, I don't think that means that Michigan is a plan B. I just think he's at a point in his life right now where he realizes if I don't go now, I'm probably not going to go.
0: This is some this is something that absolutely needs to be addressed right here. Danny Burdett, why would they I'm assuming you mean Jim Harbaugh, the other coaches whatever. Why would they lie to the kids? What did what did Jim Harbaugh and any of the other coaches directly say to the players and the parents and the recruits? What did they say? We have you have no idea. Nobody knows what kinds of disc- this this narrative that Jim Harbaugh has told everybody in the Michigan building that he's coming back, has grown legs, has, has it, my house. And has there been,
1: have the, has anybody put a name to it yet? Has any, no, has any definitive player and or coach come forward and said, yes, that is true. We have that, been told it's been confirmed. Wouldn't that, it would be out there. It would be. And we talked about this the that other was day. One of
0: my points in my article, the other day right. in
1: today's day and age with how easily things go viral or something gets snapchatted out or whatever it is. If Jim Harbaugh was coming back and there was any wind of it within the locker room or among the coaching staff, it would have leaked out by now. That's just that's just how things work. So, yes, they might have told the recruit there's nothing to worry about. What else are they going to tell them? There's something to worry about. Like, you guys, you have to understand that they're not going to go out on the recruiting trail and say yes, I'm probably going to leave. Or yes, I'm, I'm seriously considering leaving. Keep in mind and somebody brought it up on one of the previous shows. An assistant coach didn't find out Brian Kelly was leaving Notre Dame until he was walking out of the living room of a recruits house. He was yeah. in the home recruiting on behalf of Brian Kelly when he, an assistant coach, find out that Brian Kelly was leaving. So, that's how things like this work and you said this before on the previous show. I'm not saying that Jim Harbaugh is Brian Kelly, but he's not Mother Teresa either and this is right. business at the end of the day. And if there's a good opportunity for him in Vegas, he's going to do it. But Adam, Adam, perfect point. For the love of God, just make the damn decision. If I mean, you want to come back that. to Michigan, you know, if you want to come back to Michigan, just say you want to come back to Michigan and all this bullshit goes away. But for as long as there is no announcement, at this point people are going to continue to speculate and given the nature of what we do, that's unfortunately the, the, the mud that we have to play in right now.
0: I'm going to pull this, I'm going to pull this quote up. Cause I see, I see people referencing the Zeke Berry quote, Woody Womack, my boy used to be, I'm, I'm good. I'm still good friends with him. Used to work closely with him at rivals. He's down in, he's out in Hawaii at the Polynesian bowl. He did an interview with Zeke Berry. I'm going to pull it up now. I'm going to play the audio. I'm going to try to find the right spot. Listen. To, okay, listen to the question and listen how Zeke Barry. Listen to the question and listen how Zeke Barry answers this question, and you tell me. Just just listen to it yourself, and you tell me what's going on here. You know, uh, them, so I'm gonna I'm beat gonna beat let it cue pa- up here. I know. Uh, we know there's been there was some crazy NFL rumors with Coach Marbo. What did they tell you about that
1: when it was Before? Uh, they didn't really say too much about it. I mean, they told me really not to worry about it because Chris Ball, I feel like he's my stay
0: that's that's the entire quote. That's the entire quote. If you couldn't hear it, I apologize. I didn't know I was going to pull that up or else I would have just had the video ready to go. But he said, uh, they didn't really say too much about it. Basically, don't worry about it. I, I think he's going to stay. So essentially, like that, that was it.
1: essentially they told a the high school kid, don't worry too much about it.
0: It wasn't I, I, like they sat him down and made this big presentation. Like Chris said, "What is it? what are they going to say? There's a pretty good chance I'm leaving. But you'll figure it out. I mean like, dude, it's recruiting. I would destroy
1: recruit. You can't do that. It's recruiting. That that is, that is the nature of the beast. Like even if you're leaving and even if you have intentions of leaving, you're still under contract at the university of Michigan and you still have a job to do at the university of Michigan. And one thing you cannot do is do harm to your recruiting momentum by telling people you're probably going to leave. Like you just, and, and there's already a report out there that Jim apparently said that to one recruit that he would be entertaining NFL offers. So Again, I think this all boils down to the original question: Is there anybody within the fan base that still believes he's not looking? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't really, know how you
0: could come to that conclusion. You know,
1: I, I've seen some people continue to make the suggestion that why would he hire? You know, why would he add to his defensive staff, and why would somebody you know like Elston come to Ann Arbor if he knew Harbaugh was leaving? And I, I think we've addressed that enough. So I. How excited to be here? Can you hear that audio, Chris? Yeah, very excited.
0: Yeah. To I mean be.
1: I I could hear it fine through your mic. I don't know that it needs to be
0: Okay. Be All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll forget that then.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, it, what what he basically said was they told me not to worry about it and they didn't say too much about it. That to me is like if you're basing your entire interpretation on what's happening now on that, that's shaky ground.
0: Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, if you're going to you know, if you're going to hang every single thing that Jim Harbaugh might do on that one small quote from Zeke Barry, then you've got to hang just as much on what he said to Darius Clemens and his dad as reported by Sam Webb, which was that he's going to entertain NFL jobs. Again, it's a quote it's on the record it's published. You can't believe one and not the other, just because you like Michigan and you like Jim Harbaugh. If you're going to, like I said, if you're going to put all your, all your faith in one quote, you've got to, you've got to value the other one as well. So, I don't know, man. And and then you know you talked we talked about all the things that that look like it's going to potentially happen with the Raiders. And now, you know they're they're starting to make some moves with their GM. It it looks like this uh, Ed Dodds is at least high on the list as a potential replacement for Mike Mayock, and he's the guy that worked with Jim Harbaugh in 2003 when they were both with the Raiders. That doesn't mean that's like a guarantee. Like oh look at this huge connection. They were only there for a season together but they started working together a long time ago in the NFL. They made, they made a relationship with the Davises and with the Raiders. I think there's some, there's some value there. And you know, then we talked about the fact that Vic Fangio sitting out there, a good friend of Jim Harbaugh, very good defensive coordinator, Pat Hamilton is sitting out there. Very good friend of coach Harbaugh quarterback. Coach OC has done many things for Jim over the years. There's just a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff that looks like this thing is kind of coming together. Um, I don't know. That's 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 where we're at on day – I said this on the radio today because they said it the same way you did. They were like, well, day 18 here, if you're following along with John Bacon, I'm like, well, it really could be like day 51 because that's how long it's been since they beat Ohio State, and you could have got this thing done any day since then. Yeah. And, and even, if it, even if they waited till after the Big Ten championship, or even now at this point – after the playoff game, we're still talking about twenty days ago. I mean, like, there's time, man. There's been plenty of time for both of the sides to come to come together. So, whew, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not exactly getting sick of talking about it, but I, I'm I am. With you. I wish there was some finality. I wish we would know one way or the other what's happening. And I, I, I think a lot of fans are just ready for for this this thing to be done, so they can know what what the move is for next year. And yeah, I think I'm that's what it's not enough for a lot of people.
1: You know, I think that's the thing is like, you, you know, the schedule comes out and you start looking at some of the recruits and you try to piece together what that defensive roster might look like, you know, next year. And all of that is, is exciting stuff and, and stuff that I want to move to. But the reality is until there's a decision on the Jim Harbaugh thing, like nobody really cares about any of that stuff. This is, this is the story. This is the big thing that people are waiting on. And hopefully, you know, Hopefully it comes to an end soon. And, and again, if, if you love your job, then why would you ever leave? Like he, he loves coaching football. He loves, you know, he loves being around the game of football. He loves Listen, coaching man. in the NFL. He loves being around guys that are competitors. And and I think, yes, he loves Michigan, but his love for Michigan isn't any deeper than I think his love for the game overall.
0: Listen, man, I love this job. Love it. If, if, you know, some high up at SI came to me and said, we're gonna double your pay to go out and cover USC. See ya.
1: Unreal. Look at this yeah. guy. Look at this guy. See ya. It's all about the money. See, it's all about the money for you. Look at no, me. No, it's Look not at me. Look at me.
0: Okay. Life changing. And I'm not even talking four million to eleven million. I'm talking, you know, a much different tax bracket. All right. And I know Jim Harbaugh is not poor and doesn't need the money, but it, it's a job. Michigan fans, fanatics. Can't comprehend it. They cannot comprehend walking away from the University of Michigan in the. What if it was Wyoming? What if
1: it was Wyoming? What if you yeah, have like Brandon, well,
0: Brandon?
1: We need to, we need you stationed out in Wyoming. Yeah, but We're going, going from Michigan,
0: your going from Michigan to the NFL and the Raiders is not Wyoming. So that's that's a moot point.
1: That's true. Yeah, I guess I was going off on the. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to figure out how. how That'd be like saying,
0: Jim, we'll double your salary to go back to coaching San Diego <laughs> University. How about that? He ain't well, doing that.
1: Okay, well there you go. So right, and I so, wouldn't do that either. I, it is more pay, than Wyoming, I don't yeah.
0: think I would go cover Wyoming to answer your there question. You there you go. Yeah, Brady knows about the box. I forgot we talked about the box fans on here. I'm like, box whoa, because this is Brady like in my basement right now. Like, well, how does he know that? Um, Who knows? They know. There was something that somebody said that I wanted to put up there. Um, Oh yeah, it was AJ Cooper. Yes, AJ Ed Dodds is the assistant general manager for the Colts. He was supposed to interview for the bears job. He has pulled his name out of that running with the job interview coming up for the Raiders. That leads a lot of people to believe that he might be the front runner for that Raiders general manager position again, which to me is a small, small domino in the pro camp in the pro camp for getting Jim Harbaugh there. They know each other. They worked together there a long time ago. There's a common bond underneath the Raiders and the Davis family. Is it like, is it the is it the magic bullet no not not even close but i think there is something to that as opposed to a random general manager who's never worked with him before
1: you, you know what it is it's it's what we talked about in the preseason with Michigan football and all the changes that Harbaugh was making to the program and that wasn't really a lot of big changes but a little a lot of little changes along the way that right. add up to one ba- very big thing and that's what this is with i think the Nothing raiders is that it. you look at it's not just you know, who they're looking at for the GM or the moves that they're making. You start to read all of these things. And when you put it together and you put all the pieces together, the picture looks like Jim Harbaugh may be taking a serious look and that's all it is. So like, we talked about this earlier. There is so much emotion within this fan base. The mere suggestion that he <laughs> might leave is enough to send some people into an emotional tailspin. We saw it on Twitter. Dude, I don't know how you do Twitter. Look, I, I've thought about dipping my toe into Twitter. I tried to get on it, dude, but I watch what happens with you when you mm. when you just post like an opinion, and the people out there are crazy. So, I literally- so if nothing else, we need some finality. Because I feel like another week of this and we're going to see like actual physical fist fights in the streets of Ann Arbor.
0: (laughs) I literally just suggested that I thought the odds might be in the favor of the Raiders the other night. Hockey. And And I was called a hilarious racial slur. So there you go. I mean, that's what it is. These people can't handle it. There's people on there who say they hate me, but they follow me and they have me on alerts just to talk shit whenever I say but anything. Why
1: would that elicit wow. an emotional response?
0: I don't know. I think, I, think I, don't the, I think the
1: odds have now shifted probably towards Las Vegas. Why would that drive somebody to an emotional response?
0: I don't know. I, I and, and trust me, like it's this is where it's kind of funny. It's probably not the same number, but for all the people that come at me publicly on Twitter and like respond to me, I get a ton of DMS from people that are like, dude, I don't know how you do it. I can't believe that guy said that. I don't know what the big deal is. You're just talking about what you think. I don't, I really don't lose sleep over it. I've talked about this before. Stupidity bothers me. So I try to fix stupid and you can't, you can't fix stupid. And I like to argue. I've always liked to argue. I'm good at it. I like to talk shit. I've got a quick wit and a sharp tongue. I don't mind getting someone's ass when they say something slick. That's a problem on Twitter. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to be a better guy. I'm trying to do better, Chris. Can't even do.
1: I can't even do. It. Can't even do it. As far as I can see, all Twitter is within the Michigan world is Michigan fans and Michigan State fans fighting nonstop. And then you know, it's it's just it's it's a very toxic environment. People, and I think
0: I'm good with Facebook and Instagram. You no, know, they think that there's only a couple people that can get information out there. Where have have those people been right in this thing, by the way?
1: I mean,
0: there are a lot of people
1: paying for subscriptions. What insider information have you had over the last week that I don't
0: already know? I mean, it's just a weird thing. It's like, I can't say something, but they can. Like, I I get information, too. I do. Honestly, you know what, Dwayne? I don't have hardly any interactions with other fan bases. It's Michigan fans that just don't like what I say when I'm critical of Jim Harbaugh or... Like this stuff with the NFL. It's, it's, it is 98% Michigan fans and very little interaction with other fan bases. It's it's crazy how much that goes on in there. And it's weird, too. You mentioned the subscription sites. like The ones who are avid subscribers over at 24-7 hate everybody who has anything to do with rivals and those guys. It's such a freaking weird little high school group, clicky. I don't know. It's a strange... Strange world out I think the there. Bottom I just want to do is, fun shit and get paid.
1: I was going to say, I think people just need to chill the fuck out and chill the heck out. And like, there, it's reasonable to suggest that he might be taking a look at the NFL given what's happening. That's reasonable. So have the fact see- that you would suggest that or say that, that is a reasonable take. I think people out there just need to take a breath and, like, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy out there. We need a decision. We need have a you decision. seen that.
0: Have you seen that interview that uh, Dave Chappelle does with Jimmy Fallon, where he's talking about the first time he ever met Kanye? He's like, they were in, a, they were at the Chappelle show. They were watching some skits, and the phone rang, and Kanye answered. He's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm watching some skits with Dave Chappelle. I feel like that. I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm covering Michigan football because my life is dope and I do dope shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that, that's all I want to do. I just want to do this. It's fun, and then just and just do my job and get paid, and that's it. I don't know why people get so angry over I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. It's it an is emotional time. I think it's an emotional
1: time for everybody. It's an emotional Dwayne, time. Dwayne
0: has got it. He's got it right. Twitter's not a real place. Like you can't go there. Luckily for those people. Cause there's like Mason Blue 89 Forever. And then they just, you know, with a, a a picture of Bo's balls on their profile and that's it. And they just <laughs> talk shit all day and they don't have to own up to anything. There's a few. There's a few who put their real name out there and will run their mouth, not but many, not though. very many. Not many. And then as soon yeah. as you ask them, I mean, this was a thing we did for a while there where I would say, well, come on to the pod. Come on to our live. I'll talk to you about it openly. Never had one person take me up on that offer. Not one. So there you go. I don't have any problem putting my name in my face out there because I'm not doing anything below board. I'm just talking about football, man. That's it. Um, Chris. Why don't you tell everybody what your suggestion to me was tonight? Because I like it and we're going to do it. Look, it's so we've been, we've kind of been flying
1: by the seat of our pants. I think really ever since the college football playoff was over, yeah. we, we came back, we needed to decompose, decompress, whatever you want to call it. I got COVID, you were sick, you, yeah. you know, who the hell knows what was going on. But I, in any event, we got thrown off our schedule and I thought, man, it's been a long time since we have done one of my favorite segments, which is burning questions. And so I figured tonight, before we get into the Q&A with the fans, which, shit, we're already 20 minutes it's into the show. let kind of doing it, yeah. Let's, you know what? Let's just get some burning questions out of the way to really get the conversation. We need to take it. We're here right now, Brandon. We need to take it from here
0: to here. I'm ready. Okay? From here to here. I'm ready. For burning questions. I'm let's absolutely ready. You want to go first? Go ahead and go first. Since you have the burning questions
1: idea. music? The cockles, I need it all, man.
0: Can you hear the music now? It was I got low. it. I got it. There we go. There we go.
1: All right, here we go. Burning questions. I'll start. Is that really loud? No, it's good for me. I'll start us off. Uh, This is something we haven't talked about yet in the show, but I'm curious to get your answer. Uh, Earlier today, reports came out that Michigan, the University of Michigan, came to a settlement with survivors of the Dr. Robert Anderson abuse scandal. Uh, A $490 million settlement. I broke down the numbers. There were over a thousand victims that came forward. It breaks down roughly to about five hundred thousand per victim. So here's my question to you: Four hundred ninety million sounds like a lot. Is it enough? Is the settlement enough?
0: This is not me dodging the question. I don't think I. I don't think I have any right to say whether it is or not. I mean, that's just be. I. I don't know. You know, I don't know what kind of what kind of pain. Uh, and in depression and suffering it's caused for some of those, some of those folks. Um, So I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's for me to say the number sounds big. I mean, half we're talking half a billion dollars, but when you spread it out over a thousand people after 40 years of this psychopath doing this stuff, man, I don't know if there's a number big enough. And so that, You know, we we got to know Chuck Christian pretty well. We got to know John Vaughn pretty well. We went to several of these things over the summer last year and and heard stories of different people. You could see the pain in their eyes when they talked about some of this stuff and the way that it's affected their entire adult lives. How do you put a price on that? So I, I don't know if there's an answer to that question. I would love to hear what Chuck has to say or what John has to say. Is this enough? Do you feel like that's fair compensation? I mean, John's been pretty upfront that it was never really about the money, but he wanted something. He wanted accountability. He wanted somebody to pay for this nonsense, both maybe financially, but also just, you know, in in being accountable for what happened. Take the blame and do right by the victims. I don't know if I really answered your question. I think it's a big number. There's just a lot of people involved, and it was over a lot of years. I mean, dude, anybody would be happy with half a million, but I don't know if that's enough to repair or not repair, but even make you feel better about what what happened to some of these people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good answer. My answer to it is, and, and obviously because I came up with a question, I thought about this a little bit. Is it enough? No, but it's a start. And, yeah. I, think, and I think when we talked to John and, and Chuck over the summer, a lot of what I gathered for them was, yes, it was about money. But more than that, it was about institutional change and there were very specific things that john wanted you know when he was talking about the litigation with the university of michigan in terms of setting up up a fund and, and changing some things from at an institutional level so I think it's a hell of a start. If you go back to what the the reported initial offer was, which was about a hundred thousand per. And when we talked to some of the survivors, they said, nah, it's about half that. So the fact that they were able to get to where they're at now, like I said, I think that's a good start. That's not a slap in the face, but I think the university of Michigan has a long ways to go in terms of not just making it up to what happened to the victims, but making sure that something like this never happens again, because again, if you look at the report just based on sheer volume and numbers alone, this is to date the biggest sexual assault scandal in the history of college athletics. Period.
0: Acknowledgment and repair is the first part. Prevention, maybe the biggest, most important part. And that's what John all he just he just said, "I don't want this to ever happen again to anybody yeah. anywhere ever." And so, if if this settlement can bring some light to it, so it doesn't, or set, you know, like you said, set up a program or something put something in place to make sure that something like this never happens again then yeah that's a start and it's a, a step in the right direction i actually had a question on this topic as my third question i was going to come out a little lighter then get to the more more serious stuff in the middle there and then kind of you know work my way back up to some lighter stuff but i'm going to i'm going to ask it now since we're on the subject this isn't the biggest part of it, but it's still some of the thing it's still something that people are going to hang on to, and I've already seen it brought up today. Does the bow statue come down? Do they change the name of the building? Does the bow statue come down? We noticed at the very beginning of last year that they removed all stuff of Bo Shenbeckler from the, the hype video before the football game. He used to be in there, his speech was woven through there. They took it out. So there were some steps in this direction. Does the bow statue come, come down? I know that's not the biggest deal, but that is going to be discussed.
1: Not for as long as Jim Harbaugh's in Ann Arbor. I okay. could see it happening after you get a new coaching staff in there, and then you know that that pulls a lot of weight within the university and you start to change some minds and you become a little more okay with moving away from the Bo legacy. But Jim Harbaugh is intertwined with Bo Schembeckler. There's a picture of him, multiple pictures of him in his office. I mean, for like I said, for as long as Jim Harbaugh is coach at the University of Michigan, that statue isn't going anywhere. It's not, it's not, it's not going into the building. It's not getting, it's, it's not getting moved. It's going to stay right where it's at for as long as that man's head coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cody, Jim. Yeah. Harbaugh did kind of, he stopped playing dress up. He didn't, he didn't do the, <laughs> he didn't he he didn't do the Bo, yeah, he didn't do the bow clone thing as much. Um. You know, it's like we talked about before. I mean, if it, I thought there was plenty of evidence and reason before to take the thing down and just, i just, I mean, it's just a gesture. I don't know. Probably not. I'm probably not based on how it's went, how it's gone so far, but I, you know, we'll see. We'll see as this has come back to the forefront anyway.
1: All right. All right. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's look ahead. Given what Michigan is losing in 2022, is it fair to expect the same level of success this upcoming year as Michigan achieved in 2021? You're losing guys like Hutchinson, Ojabo, Hinton, Dax Hill. The list goes on and on. Is it fair to hold this team to the same standard?
0: It is. It is because that's that's what we've talked about before. That's the standard we've always had. That's what Jim Harbaugh was hired for. Be com- take over the rivalry against against Michigan State, which he has not done. Be competitive with Ohio State, which he technically hasn't done. He did it last year, but he's one in five against the Buckeyes. You got to beat them, you know, fifty percent of the time, or every two out of three, or whatever, three out of five two out of five for maybe a stretch, whatever. And you got to play for big 10 titles. They did that once as well, <clears throat> but now that he's done it, you've done it. So there, there's no more excuses. There's no more. Well, they're a football factory. Well, they do this. Well, it, you beat them. You beat them last year. You played for a big 10 title. You were dominant. Do it again. And so now, yeah, that is the expectation. And, and as far as the specifics of, of next year's roster, I think the defense is going to be very different, but it could still be good. And I think the offense could and should be better more explosive. We'll see what happens with JJ. If it's his, if it's his turn to run the offense, you know, fourth year under Josh Gaddis. Yes. The, the, the easy answer is absolutely. Yes. It is fair to expect those kind of accomplishments next year. And honestly, dude, when you look at the schedule, they're going to be favored in 11 out of 12 games. Probably the only game that they might even remotely be an underdog in will be on the road against Ohio state. So if they're not like 10 and one or 11 and zero going into that game, then, Then they fell short of what they should do, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and 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 I agree. I think part of the frustration through the first six years was we, you know, guys like us thought that Michigan should be competing at the level that they competed at in 2021. And so I think you're right. The biggest question was whether or not could Jim Harbaugh's style of play and style of coaching get Michigan over the hump. There were a lot of people that didn't think it, you, you know, you couldn't get there running smash mouth football. And I know the Wolverines put up some big plays, but by and large, they didn't think Jim Harbaugh could do it. Now that he's done it, now that he's proven it can be done, now that he's proven Ohio State is not this indestructible juggernaut, don't forget, going into the season, preseason, a lot of people looked at Ohio State as this might be the best Buckeyes team ever, given what they had on their roster. And Michigan handled them pretty convincingly. At least on offense,
0: for sure. Right, at least
1: on offense. So, So what I would say is... Yeah, this is, this is the standard now. This is the bar. And even when you lose a lot of talent to the NFL, the expectation at a program like Michigan is that you reload and you compete again next year. So I would say yes, absolutely it's fair to expect the same level of success.
0: Yeah, and just real quick while we're on the topic, Robert, Michigan favored at Iowa at night. I mean, it's super early. We don't even know if that's going to be a night game. It probably will be. That's how they tend to do that thing. But, I mean, they did beat them by 40. As of now, yes. Game.
1: I mean, give, right now, yes. That you know, I would say, a, yeah. Not even, that
0: change. Yeah, not even, uh, not even a question. Absolutely, they would be favored in that game. But you know, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I'm going to do a basketball one because my last three are football. I don't know what your structure looks like, Chris, or what the rest of your questions are. Just roll with it. Roll. I've with got that. one basketball and then three football to close us out. Just do it. Plain and simple. Michigan just had a nice, impressive win over Maryland last night. Maryland is really struggling. They were without a couple players, and their win, they they haven't beat anybody any good this year. They lost to Northwestern. They're, they're struggling more than Michigan is under new coach Danny Manning. But Michigan looked good. Hunter Dickinson looked good. It's probably Caleb Houston's best game. Devontae Jones is playing better. There's a lot of things that looked a little bit better last night, albeit against Maryland. But plain and simple, does this Michigan basketball team make the NCAA tournament?
1: No. And and the reason I say no is for what we, you know, what we talked about back on Jesus uh, Thursday or I'm sorry, Monday at this point, which was look at the remainder of the schedule and tell me which of those games you feel extremely confident about. There's not one that I feel very confident about. And you know how it is in basketball. You play a lot of games in a short amount of time and it's real easy to go on a losing skid when you're struggling. And so I think as it stands now, looking at the first, what, 15 games, 16 games, I would I would have to say no.
0: Yeah. Eight and seven right now. They've got a couple of winnable games coming up: Indiana and Northwestern. Michigan can beat those teams. They're more talented than both of those teams, but Indiana does have Trace Jackson Davis. He's a really good big man. You just got to get more consistent. You gotta you gotta find more energy. You gotta cut out the mistakes. I, Michigan's not a good shooting team, and that's that's not going to change. That's what have,
1: concerns me. Where does the offense yeah, come from? They
0: don't have any snipers out there that can just spot up and knock down a bunch of trays. I mean, like I said, Caleb Houston looked better last night than he has, and Hunter Dickinson looked refocused and re-energized after missing some time, like almost like he realized like, damn, that's what it's like to miss basketball. And I don't want to miss basketball anymore. And he came out and was on a mission, scored well, was really passing the ball well, really good on defense, hustling. I mean, he was just excellent. And he's kind of had a tendency to do that against Maryland. It brings the best out of him as a a DeMatha kid. But I'm I'm with you. I'm going to say no. I I just – you start out like that, they're just a game above 1,500 – I don't know where they're going to get enough wins to get in, enough good wins. Like, I, I just haven't – I mean, they haven't beaten any team, maybe San Diego State, that would even be considered like a quality win at this point. All the good teams they played against have beat them in kind of bad. So I'm going to say no. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the roster and how they look the rest of the way. But, yeah, I'm going to say no as of right now on uh, on January 19th.
1: All right, man, here we go. Now we're going to start to get into the juicy stuff. We're at, we're at the tail end of this thing. Juice. You know, there, there's only one man that I, that I want to talk about from here on out, and I'm going to start off here. The juice. <laughs> Do we have a juice drop? Or- no, we're
0: <laughs> going to. Okay.
1: Some given, of the juice. <laughs> given all that's currently open in the NFL right now, Las Vegas, Miami, Denver, Chicago, New York, on and on, Is this Harbaugh's best and possibly last shot at a return to the NFL?
0: I think it is, and I think that's a big part of why he's figuring it out and taking some time. He's 58 years old. You and I talked about this today when when we kind of started setting up uh, what we might talk about tonight and just kind of the happenings of the day. If Jim Harbaugh comes back to Michigan and proceeds to return to the norm and goes 0 for four against the Buckeyes the next four times he plays them, or even one in three, or, I mean, shit, even if he splits them two and two, I mean, that overall record is not strong. His stock is never going to be this high again, unless he does what he just did again. And that's going to be really tough based on what we've seen in seven years. I mean, like, I'm not trying to be a dick or take away how awesome this season was and how much fun it was to cover and how good of a job Jim Harbaugh did. But if you had to put money down on what the next season or two might look like, I feel like you'd be a little silly to expect 2021 versus the other six years. Now, we'll see. We'll let it play out and we'll let it we'll let it uh, we'll let it develop with the staff and another year under their belt and some some changes being made and new players and new faces and stuff like that. I mean, every single year is a new year. But, but the, the window for him to go back to the NFL and get a job that's desirable and a place where he's got some ties, I mean, like, shoot, I said this before. If you could write down the five jobs that make the most sense for Jim Harbaugh, like three of them are available right now, which means they're not going to be available again for probably two years at a minimum. I would say Las Vegas because he started out there, his relationship with the Davis family, the Bears, same thing, same thing. He's got connections there. He played there. He knows the owners there what you know most people think the mccaskies are idiots that's for another that's for another discussion and then the dolphins with steven ross as the as the owner so yes i think this is his last chance to go and i think that's why this is a really tough decision for him because if not he probably finishes out his career at michigan and then that's it
1: and, and that's exactly where i'm at as well i feel like at 58 years old, if, if you don't take the opportunity now, given what's available, those teams that I listed out, you wonder how many good opportunities like that are going to come along in the future. And again, can, can Jim replicate the success he had in 2021 and subsequent years? I don't know, but his stock is really, really high right now. And it, you alluded to it. If you look at the the seven-year career in totality – the odds really aren't in his favor of being able to at least replicate a year like that. And so we'll see what next year looks like. But you're right. I'm viewing this as the best and quite possibly the last shot at a legitimate NFL return.
0: Matt Paquette, 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 Paquette. A lot of ways to pronounce that name there, bro. The way NFL coaches are fired and hired, there could be more chances. I don't disagree with that sentiment, but I like Cody's follow-up. He's not going to one of these dumpster fires, though. He's not going to Jacksonville. He's not going to Houston. He's not going to – I'm trying to think of one of the other ones that's available right now, New York. I think New York is intriguing, but they're they're terrible there. He's going to go to a team that's, like, decent, got a shot, that he's got some connections to, and because of that, there's only a couple options, and, it ha- and two or three of them happen to be open right now. Um. TRD, brd, you guys must just be stupid. He could go to the NFL time anytime in the next three years. No, he couldn't because he couldn't go last year, and he probably couldn't go any year before that. And, and, it, and he's Stock not gonna, was only high enough to go back to the NFL like year a year or two after he got to Michigan, and he was never going to leave at that time. And he's and
1: not going to take, take any NFL he's job He's not going to take any over. job, yeah. So that, I mean, I don't even know why we answer people. See, people like that are the reason why I yes, hate social media.
0: There are job openings every year, but I just said it, dude. Listen, he's not going to Jacksonville. He's not going to Houston. He's not going to uh, you know. There's a there's a bunch of bad teams out there. He's not going to those teams. That that would make no sense in this trajectory of his career. None. So, yeah, I I think I think this is <laughs> okay, bros. I'm sorry. Well, you call this
1: idiots. What the hell do you want? This f-ing
0: guy. This f-ing guy. I I, do, I don't see it. If he doesn't go this year, he's going to ride the wave at Michigan for a while until until that has run its course completely. That's what I think. My turn. It is my is turn. It, is right? that Your
1: turn. This is a third. surf.
0: This is a surface level question, but it's fun to right, talk about because we're all we're all pulling for this dude, and I am curious to see what it looks like next let's year. It. How many catches is Ronnie Bell going to have next season? You can ballpark Ooh. it if you want. I mean, I'm not. You know, whatever, but. Uh, I I just know you were so pumped about him this year. And then the unfortunate happened and he's going to come back with a chip and hopefully he's healthy and physically ready.
1: How about this? They obviously have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. They've got a lot of options there, but if if the over under is set at 40, uh, 43. Okay. I would take the over. Okay. Okay. I could see him being somewhere in that
0: 45 range. That's that's, I, the number I had in my head was 40. I mean, I would have said, ah, 40, 42. That's, that's what I would have said. I mean, you three a game, a game here with six, a game here with two, maybe one game with eight or nine, 42, 45 catches. That's, that's kind of what I see. I mean, you could map it out and really look at like, oh, I think this game might go this way. Uh, here's what he's at. Yeah, Colts, we're back to the other question. Colts would be another one on the list of jobs that I think he would be interested in. It's not open. And I don't know if that's going to be open. They're a pretty good team. Um, So anyway, yeah, Ronnie Bell. How could you not be excited to see him on the field next year? You know, he's chomping at the bit. The dude's a captain. He's a worker. He's very good at football. Like he's going to help whichever quarterback is throwing the ball out there. Hopefully, you know, it's hopefully it's a little bit more prolific of a path passing offense next year. I think it's going to have to be. Um, But I'm excited for him. And I would say, yes, in that 40 to 50 range, Feels pretty safe. All right, man. Here here's here's
1: a question I have, and I've seen it come up a lot. Let's assume Jim Harbaugh does leave. Let's assume he takes another position. Which guy currently on his staff is most likely to go along with him? Oh,
0: I didn't know that's where you were gonna go. I like that one. I like that one. Um, which guy I'm not saying he'll take anybody, but which guy would be Mike most McDonald. It's Mike McDonald. He, I mean, he did such a good job this year. He's still a young coach, and his whole life has been in the NFL. I don't think he would be the defensive coordinator. I think he might go right back into being a linebacker's coach with maybe some more responsibilities, maybe a slightly different title. I've already said that if Jim Harbaugh takes the job with the Raiders as the head coach, I think it is a lock that Vic Fangio is his defensive coordinator. They're boys. They've worked together before, and Fangio just got canned as the – Broncos head coach. So you see that a lot. You see head coaches who don't quite make it. they, They step right back into a coordinator role and they kind of settle in for a little while and maybe they get another shot in a year or two or three. I think it just makes perfect sense for him to be Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator in Las Vegas. And that's actually the exact person I think of when someone like Jay Glazer, I know he said it. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who said it. Maybe Schefter, maybe Rappaport. But at least a couple of people who cover the NFL and have done so for a long time have reported that Jim Harbaugh has been making calls to see if other coaches would join him on his staff. There's not a doubt in my mind that Vic Fangio is one of them. not I don't know if that means he would go there or if he's okay with going back to being a coordinator if he wants to check out other head coaching jobs. But I think that would make more sense. But I could also see a scenario where he doesn't want to do that. And Jim Harbaugh says, I'm going to take McDonald with me. And he's going to be a DC because he was trending towards that with my brother and the Raiders. And he did an outstanding job last year. And he's used to the NFL life. I mean, that's, that's what he's done since he was 25.
1: And that's where my mind went to was Mike McDonald. But then I asked my wife this question earlier. And she was like, "Well, of course he's going to take his son with him." And I was like, eh, "That he's that got an be, NFL background too." Yeah, that could be likely, I guess, if he moves the whole family out to Vegas. You know, they've 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 been neighbors or living around each other for a while now. I could see that, but yeah, to me, it's Mike McDonald. Obviously, they found some chemistry and some success in 2021, and I think you know, Jim Harbaugh is all about bringing, what What does he call them? Trusted agents, known yeah, and trusted agents. If, if he likes keeping his circle close and, and near to where he is. And so if he departs, I think Mike McDonald, given his NFL pedigree, the fact that he was what, 12 years in the league prior to coming uh, to yeah. Michigan. I think that that's probably the most obvious choice. And, and, and it would suck that, it, that to me, I that to me seven, would but be yes.
0: his whole seven, career, whatever Right. Point. his yeah.
1: entire career. Yeah. But to me, that's almost a, uh, I don't know if that's a bigger loss than Harbaugh, but that's that's pretty Big. significant because you know he's. I thought he built something pretty good in twenty twenty one with that defensive unit.
0: Dwayne Jones, that's I, I said it. I said it in a text, yeah. to Chris. General Manager Ed Dodds, Head Coach Jim Harbaugh, Defensive Coordinator Vic Fangio, OC Pep Hamilton. It it, it just fits, man. All of these things just fit. You've got Pep Hamilton down there. Doing God knows what in Houston with whatever the hell they've got going on at quarterback as the QB coach, and him and Harbaugh are best friends. Man, they were best men in each other's wedding. He trusts. He trusts Pep Hamilton as a football mind, and he's been in the NFL for a handful of years now, and was before that. And I mentioned the stuff with Fangio. It just all. It just all feels right. It just all feels right, man. If I said this on the, I said this on. Yeah, Pep Hamilton probably is in the running for the Texans head coaching job, but there's not a guarantee that he's going to get that or any other head coaching jobs. I just feel like that, you know, he was a quarterback's coach this past year, so it makes sense to go from QB coach up to OC. But, what you know, we're getting the, the card out in front of the horse a little bit on that one, but I could see a scenario where those things happen. What I was just about to say, I said it on the radio earlier today, some of the things that are falling into place and the way these dominoes are stacking up, it feels just... It feels eerily similar to the way things happened to get Harbaugh to Michigan. There were just so many little intricate things that needed to happen just right to get him back, and they all happened. I just kind of feel like it's happening again. In, in, in the reverse going back to the NFL, but we'll see, see. That That's another part of it, though. We talked about, like, is this his
1: best shot? Are the guys he wants going to be available? Like All of it's you, in there. You, you know, everything that the star is aligning right now, I, that's why I say if there's a time to do it, your guys are available. The, the franchises are available. I just don't think that's going to be the case in a couple of years.
0: You know what, Troy? If Harbaugh leaves, is, is anybody worried about players leaving as well? I'm, I'm not. No. I'm not, you know, I mean, you might lose
1: one or two, but I'm not
0: for all the things that Jim Harbaugh is good at. He's, he's not like a, he's not like a, like, okay. For instance, and this is just, this is just a fact, man. How many NFL players that came from Michigan do you see going out there? Like talking glowingly about Harbaugh and saying like, I love that guy, man. He did. So you just, you don't see it. And I don't, that's not like a horrible thing cause he's not the only coach like that, but I, I just don't think, I don't think he has this incredible ability to bond and buddy, buddy up with, you know with, what
1: it uh, is. It's the same thing it does to me. I would imagine when he walked, he just has a certain something about him. I don't know yeah. that it's like a, I don't know that it's a skill or whatever. I, I just think it's. Some people just have it; they have that "it" factor. And given all he's done in his life, I think when he walks into a room, people pay attention. But I think the University of Michigan has a lot going for it. I, of course, they might lose one or two players, but I don't think it's going to be devastating. You're not going to lose a kid like JJ McCarthy if that's what you're getting at.
0: Dwayne, with another great point. This this is where it would get interesting. If if assistants leave, also in the fallout of Harbaugh leaving, that would worry there me much go. more about players and recruits sticking your with position players. coach. Yes. Yes, much much more. Okay, uh, my turn. We back turn. to me. Your turn. Th- this is where I thought you were going to go, but you threw me a curveball at the last second right there. If your if Jim Harbaugh leaves, and your only two options to replace him are Gaddis or Hart, who are you going with? Mike Hart.
1: Okay, Mike Hart for sure. I mean, I'm still not sold on Gaddis. I think Gaddis had a hell of a year in 2021 and got progressively better as the season went on, but we were on shaky ground there for a while. And I remember prior to the season, I was like, if, if this offense doesn't look significantly better, I think it's time to move on. But I think Mike Hart, the history he has with the program, the buy-in he probably has from the players. I just think to me, that's the smart play. If you can keep Gattis on staff, that's great. But if it were me, my money, I'm going after Mike Hart. He's got that field general pace in the sideline, sort of hard ass look that I want in a Michigan coach.
0: I don't hate your answer and you might be surprised by this. I would actually think I would go with Gaddis. I would, I would keep the continuity of the offense that we started to see last year. I still think Jim Harbaugh had his hands all over the Michigan offense. And I'm curious what it might look like if he didn't have his hands all over it. And if Josh Gaddis was able to open things up a little bit more and be a little bit more creative and look, man, I don't think either of them are ready for the, for the record. I, I, I don't, I, I understand like you go that way because you've got continuity, you've got people on the staff, you want to keep it together, but you could do a lot worse than promoting the Broyles award winner to head coach, right? Like he, he just won the award as the best assistant coach in the country. So bumping him up to the head coach isn't like a, a crazy leap. Like Mike Hart's never even been a coordinator. I know he's. I know he's Mike Hart. I know he's beloved. I know he's got that mentality. He's got the. He's got the persona. I just, in terms of what he does on a day-to-day basis when planning football plans and games and practices, I think Gaddis is a little further along. That's that's why I would go that way. But yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not like it's not by a lot. I mean, if yeah, I got so. Gaddis here, Hart's going to be like right there.
1: And and the only issue I have with Gaddis is there were and you're right. It might have been a product of. Harbaugh still having his hands and what the offense was doing, but I didn't walk away very impressed with Josh Gaddis initially there. And like I said, he, he made yeah, up a lot of you. ground this year, but Mike Hart, I don't have that track record with him. I don't have that history with him. And I think Cody, you're right. You do got to be careful about the Michigan man thing. I don't like it, but the fact of the matter is he's already on staff. He's already there yeah. And because he's there. That would be my move.
0: I mean I would ideally I would love for them to do a national search and kick over every rock and just find the best guy for the job. I was just giving you a hypothetical. this guy or this guy on staff, who is it? there you go? Yeah all right, what you got? All right, final question for me, man, and it's a doozy.
1: man, depending on how you answer this, you you might get your ass tore up on social media again. <laughs> let me ask a question. If my math is correct, it would take about 10 million dollars a year to make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach in the big 10, right? Mel Tucker, 10 year, 95 million. I think he's nine and a half million. I'm not sure what Franklin's at, but I it's believe 10, 10 million yeah. will get Harbaugh there as it stands today. Is Michigan better or worse off with Jim Harbaugh moving forward and putting that question more simply, is he worth the cost of keeping him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Michigan's pockets are deep enough. That's not an issue. And we're going to be moving towards this nine or ten million dollars a year for coaches. I mean, that's how that's how the game is played. It's an arms race with the coach's salary. It's an arms race with the assistant salary. It's an arms race with the facilities. It's an arms race for recruiting budget. I mean, that's it. Just it, it just keeps going up. So yeah, he just won the Big Ten. He beat Ohio State. He killed Iowa. He made it to the playoff. He's worth it. I mean, that's going to be the going rate for coaches who do those kinds of things. So I say, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's even really a debate. I mean, it's not like I'm paying him. I don't care. I mean, there's some, <laughs> so. people,
1: there's some people in the comments that definitely do not think he is worth the cost or the price that it's possibly going to take to keep him. But I think you're right. And I think continuity is is the biggest reason. I think now that you've gotten there, the easiest thing to do once you've built the momentum is to keep it going and keep pushing it along. And I think, you know, the risk you run obviously by bringing in a new coach is: are you going to be able to achieve the same level of success as quickly? I don't think that like a lot of people do, if Jim Harbaugh departs that we're looking at like the dark ages of the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era, I don't think that's where we're headed, but certainly I think if Michigan is able to keep Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor by making him the highest paid coach at 10 or $12 million a year, I think that's a small price to pay to keep things going. Given how impactful, I mean, dude, look at how look at how impactful this season was to the Michigan fan base, the program. Just one breakthrough season did a lot. If you can replicate this success, you're going to see things change around here pretty damn quickly.
0: I think, they're, but they're two, yeah,
1: but let's not forget he, he would coach, coach for, for free. free. He would,
0: yeah. Coach for two free. things: Jim Harbaugh would coach Michigan for free. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two things I thought of while you were talking right there one was spurred on by a comment over here who was it uh, there it is Robert Richards without a successor or someone who makes a ton of sense to take over for him you, you pony up I mean like if you're Oklahoma you got Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley's your OC you can afford to skimp a little bit what, if, get, what if you can get what if you
1: get Bill O'Brien at six?
0: I think the same, I would say, well,
1: same staff, the same staff, Bill O'Brien at six or Harbaugh. I would, Harbaugh. Do that. I, you would take I've O'Brien been, at six over Harbaugh at 10.
0: I've been, I've been persuaded a little bit more on Bill O'Brien. I, I think he's a gump. I, you know, I just had that thought about him, but after I've, t- I've, I've looked more into what he did and what he's done as a coach. And he's, he's not that he's a pretty good coach, man. He, he is. I, 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 he wouldn't be my top choice, but if you could get him for half, and then uh, then spend that money elsewhere on, on a, a different assistant or what, whatever, then then yeah, I think I would probably do that. Okay, if it's
1: Stephen Ross's money, I would I would pay Jim the ten or twelve or whatever he's asking for and just. Uh,
0: and then the other point that I was thinking of was, I forgot it now. Oh no, one of my sticking points was always Jim Harbaugh. You're getting paid to be an elite coach. You're getting paid to win conference championships and beat your rivals and go to the playoff, and you're not doing it. Well, he did it. So pay him. I mean that that's that's why you pay those guys that kind of money to beat the tier one teams. I'm not sure I'd, I wouldn't put Michigan in tier one yet, but they're approaching it and they beat a tier one team in Ohio State. You and put together
1: another playoff. season like this and you' yes. tier
0: one program and then you beat it then you won a conference title and you played the playoff and you're <laughs> clearly not on that level just yet, but you're getting there and he did it. so you pay him you pay him like he should be paid for doing what he did.
1: You know what? Case in point, Michigan State is not a tier one football program, but Michigan no. State did win a Big Ten championship and go to the college football playoff in what, 2015?
0: 15, yeah, that's the problem right.
1: is problem is they didn't replicate that success. And so you can see what it means for a program when you don't replicate the success. So, yes, this year was great. But really, where you earn your money is is doing it in subsequent years. And I think if it means paying up to keep Jim Harbaugh there and give yourself the best chance to do it, I think absolutely you pay the guy two hundred. He's earned the right to be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten as of now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I mean because the only one I would say you could even have a discussion should make more than Jim Harbaugh's Ryan, Ryan Day, Day. and yeah. he just beat him.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I I know why Mel Tucker got what he got. I don't really know why James Franklin got what he got. I know he won a Big Ten title, too, but I, I, I'm just not there with him. I, because like, who
1: else are you going to get?
0: If Michigan State doesn't do what they did and lock up Mel Tucker, he's going to get swiped away by a bigger program who will do that. And they they can't afford to let him get away after what he just did and the way things look like they're trending. So. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh media.
1: I wouldn't say it's low key in our favor. I would say it's high key in our favor. There's nothing about that schedule. schedule. The schedule
0: of the snoozer.
1: That schedule came out and I looked at social media and I saw 10 wins was like rare. Most people were like penciling in 11 wins, book it undefeated going into the final week in November. So that's already where the bar is at. You look at what, what, where the mindset was in the fan base heading into 2021, Nobody knew. I mean, you know, six and six, seven and five, whatever. Now, a year later, it's like 11 wins undefeated heading into the final week in
0: November. Yep. Yep. And this is this is exactly the point, Cody. Yeah. Michigan State has to pay like a tier one tier one program because they're not. Yeah. So in order to keep a guy that they really want, they've got to they got a pony up and that's it. All right. This is my last one. Are you done? Did you do all your five?
1: That was my final. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm coming out with a big gun at the end here, dude. I don't know exactly what you're going to say here because I don't think I've asked it to you this way yet. Give me your probability for Jim Harbaugh's future. NFL, Michigan, 50-50, 60-40, 30-70. I want your NFL number first, your Michigan number second.
1: 45-55. Okay. 45 NFL, 55 Michigan. I still think the most logical landing spot for Harbaugh is Michigan, given everything he has. He's got so we're a So un- going
0: with logic on Jim Harbaugh. Got correct. it. Yes. Got he's,
1: it. He's, he's got a support system in Michigan that he won't have anywhere else. They're going to be, you know, apparently they're willing to give him whatever it is he's been asking for. I do think that there's going to be an enticing offer available in the NFL, but I don't know that it's going to be enough to pull him out of that cushy gig at Michigan. That's just what my gut tells me now. So I'm 45-55 in favor of remaining
0: at Michigan. I'm going 5248. Okay. NFL over Michigan. You're you're more leaning NFL now. Okay. Well, hence the tweet yesterday. Slightly.
1: Like well, the tiniest
0: here. bit. To the point where like if he signed his deal right now to come to Michigan, I'd be like, "All right. Yep, I see it." I mean like I really think it I really think it's as close to 50-50 as you can get, and I I truly and I, I'll tell you this, Exchanged a few uh, exchanged a few DMs with the old Baconator tonight before I hopped on here because we we got pulled into a thread on Twitter. A guy was asking some questions, and John and I were both answering them. And so I DM'd John, Johnny. You bacon? I I DM'd him. I said, "All right, John, let's cut the shit, man. What's Harbaugh doing? I know you know," and he just laughed. He said, "I don't, and I don't think Jim does." And I think that's it. Yeah. I don't think Jim Harbaugh knows what he's going to do. So I don't I don't know how anybody can really go in either direction much past fifty fifty. And yeah. that's not the, I mean, you didn't buy much. What'd you see? He's 55. No, 40. I
1: mean, I think what you're referring to are the, the people out there who
0: ninety who 10, no, it's, it's no, no way. They're
1: not even saying it's ninety 10. They're no. saying it's a done deal. It's
0: already yeah. happening. There I, there's just, and let's toast media working on an interesting scale. He says fifty-five fifty. that's more than a hundred. So that's, that's, <laughs> interesting. uh, yeah. And I, I just don't, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. John Bacon's got a book ready for either decision. Probably, probably for the, like Ron, Dude, God bless you. But nineteen and eighty-one in favor of Michigan, like what? How? How can you possibly come to that number? Nineteen, and 81? I've 81. seen. I've seen a lot of people coming with this bleacher report. Oh, like out of a hundred. Yeah, nineteen that he's coming going to the NFL. Eighty-one. That's a it's a strange split. You'd probably just okay. go 80-20, but what? A, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I I realize I did go fifty two forty eight, but that's only because I want to make it about as close to it as you can. You went really odd numbers. Nineteen 50, prime 55. number. Seven. Nineteen is a prime number. <laughs> We're really getting weird here tonight, man. Really getting weird. Um,
1: Dude, when we start getting into decimal points on our
0: predictions, yeah, you know it's yep. it's getting real out here. We got long division going on <laughs> on the pod. We're just really trying to figure it out. Um. I'm trying to find this bleacher report thing because everybody keeps throwing that up there. I mean, but as, as I'm looking for it and haven't found it yet, is it, uh, is it any, I mean, is it new? What is, is that, it? Look at is the that,
1: bleacher. What are we looking at?
0: Okay. Sources say bleacher report. Michigan sources say Jim Harbaugh would accept Raiders head coaching job. If offered. I mean, that's not that different from what I've been feeling. Aren't you the Michigan source saying that? I am. Yep. <laughs> I, well, no, but I, In all it's seriousness, me. I'm I said, Even if the Raiders offer him a job, I'm not positive that it would be enough to take him away from Michigan. You know what? I feel like we're going to have to say
1: this every damn time we're on the show. Kevin. Yes. He's still recruiting because his job oh is to be the again? Michigan football coach. He's still going to continue to do his job. He's not out. Listen, he's not out doing the negotiations himself. He has people doing that for him. He is continuing to work in his capacity. I don't understand why people struggle with that. This idea that people can just stop working while they're looking for another job.
0: You can't. That's what I was just going to say, Kevin. So you think the alternative and the only sign of him maybe thinking about leaving would be he's just... Bunkered down in his house, not doing a damn thing. I'm not doing not a damn thing
1: till I talk to the Raiders, Ward.
0: Nope. Okay. Nothing. I don't care that I'm making four million a year, that I'm under contract, and that recruiting season is in full swing. I'm sitting at home, I'm playing Golden Tea, I'm watching Married with Children, I'm drinking beer. Oh, and I'm looking that's for I'm a doing. job. That's all I'm doing. Like the fact that he's just he's just simply doing his job. That's that's it. And you know what would be a sign.
1: You know, Everything we've ever
0: known about Jim Harbaugh is that he's a grinder. He's a hard right. worker. That's he's just do, he's just doing football jobs. That's all you he's know, doing. A really good sign would be Jim Harbaugh
1: saying, I "Can't wait I'm to get saying. to work on 2022." Yes. Can't we? You know, I'm I'm so glad that Mike Elston came back to Ann Arbor. Can't wait to get to work with him on this next season. Like even the messaging in the welcoming response wasn't like, "Can't wait to work with him." He's a great addition to the staff. So that's what will give you the the reassurance that you're looking for is when Jim Harbaugh says it, but if you're trying to gather the fact that, you know, he's going to return based on the fact that he's recruiting or the fact that, you know, people are being added to his staff. That's just part of doing his job. He's going to continue to do his job until circumstances dictate. Otherwise, that's just the way it works.
0: I'm going to give you some applause for that. And, And again, here's the
1: thing. We said this before, keep in mind, One of Notre Dame's assistants didn't find out that Brian Kelly had taken another job until he was already in the home of a kid recruiting him. That's when he found out. He found out his head coach was leaving while he was in the home of of another kid pitching Notre Dame to him. So these things happen. People are going to continue to work until circumstances change.
0: And and here, here's the thing on, uh, on the Michigan side, if PTI, pardon the interruption, good show on the ESPN, cited The Athletic that, yes, Nick Baumgartner was the one who put that out there, that the negotiations negotiations are going well with Michigan. Yeah, of course they, also- they are. Of, of course they are. Michigan wants him back. He, like He's their number one, two, three, four, and five guy. So, of course, the negotiations are going well. Michigan's going to do whatever they can to get him to come back.
1: But didn't he also, in the same same report, didn't he also say that there were some at the University of Michigan starting to question whether or not Jim Harbaugh is
0: conflicted about returning? Oh, that's a great question. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's a great question. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's very, very obvious that he's conflicted, that he's thinking, that he's trying to figure out what to do. I mean, we, we already cited the numbers. We already cited how long it's been. We already cited how many days ago they could have got this thing done. Um, you know, of course, and Brian I, I, Kelly is a piece of shit. We know. Well, that. yeah, I'm not, I mean, you know, but not Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh is not Brian Kelly, but the, the
1: point is that, you know, use Mel is Mel Tucker a piece of shit. I mean, depending on who you ask in this fan base, I, I well, think, he's a pretty, pretty right. I think yeah. he's a pretty good guy, right? I think he's a pretty good guy. Pretty damn good coach. He literally said he wasn't leaving Colorado like the day before he left Colorado. He put sure. out a statement saying, I'm here to stay. Let's get to work. And he then did. bolted the next day. That's just how things work. When money's involved, when business is involved, when other people's interests are involved, when family members are involved, it's a complicated decision, especially, I mean, shit, I'm not even 40 yet. Imagine when you're 58 about to make this decision, because you're probably going to be wherever you decide for, for quite a while. And it's going to impact the people around you. And so,
0: or you you hope you are. I mean, (laughs) your hope is that you're there for a while. What's
1: what's the, what's the Madden rating for Harbaugh? I don't know. After this year, I'd give him like a 93 head coaching rating. I'm cool with that. 93. Yeah.
0: Let me think. And, well, okay, Saban. so who's who's Saban the bar? Would be 99. Saban ninety
1: nine. Saban ninety nine. Ooh. Okay. Hold on. I'm okay going off the beaten path here. Let's 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 iron this out a little bit. There's only a certain amount of top coaches out there, so Sabin is the bar at ninety nine.
0: Saban's a nine nine. We got Harbaugh at ninety three. Harbs. I'm gonna leave him blank for now. Kirby Smart. Uh, I put Kirby Smart at ninety three.
1: OK, not above or below Jim
0: Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley. I'm a big Lincoln Riley fan, man. Ninety five. Yep, that's what 95. I say. Dabo. I think he's 91. He's pretty 91. Good. I'll keep him in the I, 90s. I I'll put him above Harbaugh, dude. He's won multiple national titles. Come on. A recency bias, man. Yeah, I'm going 95 for him as well. I don't like him as much as I like Lincoln Riley. But, dude, you cannot argue with the results.
1: Yeah, you can. I mean, you know, having a guy like Trevor Lawrence helps a lot.
0: It's yeah, but is is not recruiting dudes like Trevor Lawrence part of the job as a coach. It certainly is. It certainly is. So that that has to help your recruiting would be part of your okay. Brian
1: Kelly. Where's Brian Kelly?
0: BK. 90.
1: Okay. And then of course we got Ryan Day. Are you you gonna put Ryan Day? He's not saving status. 97
0: I'd give him about a 94 94 Ryan day yeah okay yep.
1: I'm surprised so you're putting Dabo ahead of Ryan day
0: and it I thought work. you thought
1: Ryan day you viewed him as like this genius offensive mind
0: I do I I do I do but dude results have to count for something and I think that should probably be the most the most important factor uh Here's an interesting one for you hypocritically. Then why don't I have Kirby smart hire? Cause he just won a national title and beat Nick Saban. But I, I think he's a, I think he's a goober former
1: Michigan coach experienced some, some good success in 2021. What is Brady Hoke's rating?
0: 84.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Solid. 84.
0: Good coach was in over his head at Michigan, but he's done really well at San Diego state on two different stints. So Harbaugh, Saban, 99, Lincoln Riley, Dabo, 95, Ryan Day, 94, Kirby, 93, Brian Kelly, 90. I'd go Jim Harbaugh, 91, 91. Yeah, fair
1: enough. 91, 93, Uh, low 90s. But again, prior to 2021, he was probably 10 points lower, at least. Coming off a two and four
0: year. No, I still look, man. This you would, put, like, you would
1: have put him up in the '90s. Still,
0: I'd have put him higher than Brady Hoke. I'd have had him at about an 86, 86. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I guess 86. Well, <laughs> I don't been- know.
1: At that point, Hoke had had a win over Ohio State.
0: I'd have been comfortable with him at about a mid 80s, 85, 86. I mean, okay. So he-
1: in the in the same
0: ballpark as a Brady Hoke, though, which is blasphemy. Yeah, Brady Brady Hoke's got to be lower than that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Brady Hoke's He's an He's a Good
1: coach, man. He's an idiot. It didn't It didn't work in Michigan. He's a good coach, though.
0: He's an 80 Hell of a recruiter. Hell of a recruiter. Luke, Luke. Luke Fick.
1: Fick. Okay. That's an interesting one.
0: Fick fickle.
1: I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm still 87, 89. I don't think he's in the 90 range quite yet. You got to get, you got to play with the big boys. You got to get out of, you got to get out of Cincy. Where's tuck. I mean,
0: it's I tough too. So, you, but that's interesting though, because you're going to, Could you could you not make an argument that Fickle's rating should be even higher because he's done what he's done at a place like Cincinnati? You could make that argument. Yeah.
1: You absolutely could.
0: I'm going like I'm giving I'm going 90 with Fickle.
1: You know what I think we need to do? I think there we I don't know what we're gonna do or how it's gonna be. Every time we do a different Madden rating. Yeah, I think we need to go into like these ratings and really dive into it and spend like one show doing it because I think it's I think it's really intriguing, man. You start running down the list and figuring out where these guys go.
0: Madden ratings, cereal, Captain Crunch, go. (laughs) Uh,
1: It would be a 99 had it not been for the fact that it destroys the roof of my mouth. 99? Captain Crunch?
0: Holy shit. Dude, I'll
1: destroy Captain. uh, You're talking to a cereal guy here. Do you have a sponsorship with them that
0: I don't know about? That's blasphemy.
1: Really good cereal. 99. It does tear up the roof of your mouth. So for that reason, I deduct three points. 97 for Captain Cro- It's the captain. That, that okay Frosted Flakes would be down in the below the, the 80s. <laughs> Honeycomb down, you know. I'm not I'm household appliances.
0: Madden ratings, box fans, 99. <laughs> Thank you, Brady. <laughs> oh, oh. what did we say for Tucker? I'm interested. Mel Tuck. I, here's That's the thing: If Harbaugh's probably.
1: a 91, I mean, he's got Harbaugh's number.
0: Mel Tucker, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, he's up. He's up there, man. I mean, he's he's got to be, be 90 bottom at the yeah, lowest.
1: I would give him 90.
0: He beat Harbaugh twice, but he he hasn't done what Harbaugh's done. Big picture, 90. He
1: hasn't been there long enough.
0: And somebody else just threw an interesting one up there.
1: Scott Frost. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Frosty. That's who it was. That's who it was.
1: All right. What are we doing with Frosted Flakes here?
0: 78. That's fair. That might not. That might even be too high.
1: It's fair in his favor.
0: Yeah, big. We could do the whole Big Ten coaches next week. After that, we could do. Yeah, we could do quarterbacks in the Big Ten starting quarterbacks. Helps put things
1: in perspective.
0: Yeah, I like that. You, put, yeah, anytime you can put a quant, uh, like a quantity on something. That I'll wait till Chris comes back in here because this is something I I just randomly stumbled across this when I was covering recruiting and it turned out to be one of the coolest, easiest ways to get a feel for a kid when you when you're trying to figure out when you recruit them because w- w- how they're being recruited because. You ask, you ask recruits a lot of the same questions. Like, how was your visit? What'd you do? What'd you say? What'd the coach tell you? And it's like the same interview over and over. I don't know where or how, but I just stumbled across the idea of just asking kids to put a number value on stuff. And it like, it totally changed my perspective. I'm like, all right, on a scale of one to 10, how hard is Michigan recruiting you? And it came to be like, ah, like a five. And like that immediately told me like that I, I learned so much more from that than just being like, what do you like about Michigan? You know what i mean so i'm with you i like this i like this sliding number scale thing I, this doing. is one that i want to hear lloyd carr
1: where do you put him at
0: lloyd can't spell of, lloyd probably T-S.
1: probably my favorite all-time michigan head coach
0: lloyd carr won a title won like 70. when i games. think
1: of a, a general on the sideline I I, My mind goes straight to Lloyd Carr, watching him work the sideline and work the referees and getting their ass. I grew up on that, man. He's got to be above Harbaugh, right? He won a title. You know what? I'm giving him a 97. Wow. For for the championship year. How about that? The same year he won a natty, I'm giving him 97.
0: I was going to say 92 before I even knew what you were going to say. Fair enough. So I'll, I'll go 92. That's fun though. All right, we gotta stop because we could do that all night and we it's can. time to go.
1: Jesus, an hour and thirteen minutes. I know,
0: man. We just we just get it rolling, man, and we can't stop. Can't stop, won't, won't stop. stop. Well, that bleacher report re- that bleacher report report is <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> that bleacher report report's pretty interesting. i d I'll have to dive into the actual uh oh yeah, Urban is an interesting one. I mean he's a dickbag. Ninety like nine. He's a ninety nine yeah.
1: college coach. I mean, you gotta give it to him.
0: I'd put him a shade under Saban. So I'd say 98, but he's right there.
1: Right there. I mean, to me, him and Saban are on equal footing in the college, college game.
0: You go, you go, you go, (laughs) you go urban Myers to 99 minus one. (laughs) There you go. Cause the one's busy. Yeah. The one's busy. Occupado 98. All right. Well, it's going to be Friday here in a couple days. I was told, that a decision, a public decision, would probably be probably be made on Rich Bisaccia, the current interim head coach for the Raiders, by Friday. I think it's already pretty much a, conclu- a foregone conclusion that he's not coming back. I was told that Mark Davis is in a really tough spot because he doesn't really see Rich Bisaccia as a true head coach candidate. And you can... You can look at how the rest of the league is playing things out. He is not mentioned for any jobs, and there's eight of them open. Not one. Not
1: a good nobody sign re- when nobody wants your guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody really is viewing him as that as that kind of guy. But he did a good job with the Raiders. He won over those players, and he earned the respect of his peers. That makes it tough. That does put Mark Davis in a tight spot. And then you're going to bring – if if Jim Harbaugh is the guy that you want, you're going to bring in a guy like him who's like kind of aloof and weird and doesn't really connect with people that well. That's a tough sell. But – do you want to do you want to battle through a tough sell and win win a lot of games, or do you want to, you know, keep your millionaire players happy in the locker room for a couple of weeks until you start losing games? Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I get it. It is kind of a rock and a hard place. And Basaccia did do a good job and took him to the playoffs, but it's pretty clear that he's not who people want as a head coach. So. That's I would a- say
1: as we're trailing out here, Brady, yes, absolutely. When an announcement comes, whatever time that is, whenever it is, Brandon and I will hop on the live and we'll, you know, we'll talk about the
0: details. Oh yeah. That like breaking news type of thing. Yeah. Like, boom, let's get on there. Let's let's, let's discuss it for sure. For sure. Yeah. As soon
1: as an announcement comes, man, we'll be on.
0: All right. Thanks everybody for listening tonight on a Wednesday. Um, we'll be back on Friday again. Again, we're still going hard three days a week. I don't know if that's going to change for a while, but. We'll be here on Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.